I was okay from my parents here. Yeah, we are going to church like a normal routine, you know, praying just normal. But like when you really get that self consciousness of God and praying, I started it in college. This is In Good Faith, listening to first person experiences of faith and belief. On In Good Faith, it's our privilege to hear stories and accounts from believers told in their own words. Our hope is to listen with an open heart, celebrating the power of faith and belief and what those stories mean to the ones who tell them. I'm speaking in good faith today with Henry Bacar, who lives in the Boston area. Henry, thank you for being with me. Yeah, welcome. We were speaking earlier about your background coming from Sierra Leone to here in the U.S. Maybe first, just so people can get to know you, tell me where you were born and maybe a little bit about what sort of religious instruction and growing up you had? I'm well, I was born in Sierra Leone. I have a lot of sisters and brothers who are incredible and they are wonderful. Most of them are in Sierra Leone. My father is late, my mom, she's alive. I grew up in a loving and a religious family. My parents used to take me to Catholic church, that's where I started. Then uh, when I went to college, I changed to a Christ Embassy, that's, that's how I joined Christ Embassy in college, but I'll explain that later. But I'm coming from a very religious family. What were things growing up that made you feel like you really did believe in God or that God was really there? Um, when I started, my religious life as a grown-up really started when I was in college. I was, okay, from my parents, yeah, we are going to church like a normal routine, you know, praying, just normal. But like when you really get that self-consciousness of God and praying, I started it in college. One of my lecturers invited me to a meeting on campus. It's a prayer meeting. You know, I promised her that I will go. Unfortunately, I forgot, but something just happened. I just went around the area and I met them. And I attended. <laughs> so it was like coincidence. Anytime, I, it's not, I won't plan it, but it's something just coincided. I would just be at that point. Then later I became the lead. I was cleaning. I was now evangelizing, bringing people on board to join the, the church up campus. You know, so like I was the lead. I would go clean the place, set up everything so that people would come in, you know, in college. Some of my colleagues used to say all sort of things that I'm doing it for Max, for this, for that. You know, but I didn't bother because like I know what my focus on. My lecturer inspired me a lot. She's a pastor now. Cynthia mm. Smythe, yeah. She's way back in Sierra Leone. Did you feel like at that point that God was leading you or answering prayers? How did you know that? Yes, I knew that God was leading me because at first I thought it was coincidence. The second time I said, no, this is no longer a coincidence. God wants me here and it's for a reason so like I was really dedicated my focus was on God you know I was trying you know as youth in college they tried to distract you it was not easy really a lot of things distraction but I thank God with my lecturer she inspired me and with my strong faith I was able to make it and we were able to establish the church and it was grown and Everybody knew me back in college for this church as a lead. We were evangelizing. What did you study in college? Sociology and history. 
sociology and history, that's first degree. Then um, I did master's in peace and development in another university back in Sierra Leone. And tell me about moving. Did you feel like you were inspired to move to the U.S. or that you were led to somehow? It's God. <laughs> if I tell you, <laughs> you know, one thing, when you serve God diligently, God will never forsake you. And he will always make a way where there seems to be no way. I was walking way back home and my colleagues, they were snapping for the DVA for the lottery. I met them and I said, what are you guys doing? They said, you're snapping. I said, okay, well, let me go and snap. So they took the, my picture and entered all my information. They wanted to give me. I said, no, just keep it. And I left. It was not like, like you're focused on this, you know. So I left and after some time, when the results came, they told me, they said the results, the results, I said, ah, I said, I, I will make it. That's what I told her. I said, I will surely make it. But I just said it, you know. It was not like with passion, like I really trust that it will happen. But I just said it. Then later they came. You won. <laughs> Say you are the only one that won. So like I was the only one. Moving from there, the processes, everything went through, the interview. God did it again. That's why like most people, when they ask me, what was the interview? I said, I don't know. Honestly, the day I went for interview, everybody was rejected with the exception of me. Wow. And they never asked me any question. The moment I stood in front of the interviewer, she said, don't worry, you're overqualified, everything is okay, just trying to cross-check a few things. But all that is God. Mm-hmm. Because I'm obviously I'm lucky or this is God, it's the work of God. So I just trust God. And even when I'm here, whatever I do or say, I just trust in the Lord. You know, though there are challenges, but the Lord will never forsake his child. Are there times that have been difficult for you where you started to doubt or think, oh, is God really with me? Those kind of times? Yeah, there are are times that things will really get difficult and frustrated. I will become frustrated at times, a little. But one thing I've learned over the years uh, with me and the Lord is those things are always part of human life. But they are not permanent. They always fade away. If you put much focus on them, it will always weigh you down and it will defeat you. So what I will do I will just pray and try to forget about them, you know, and just move on as if everything is okay. But it's really not easy. It's really not easy. Especially I'm here alone. My family is back home, but I'm trying to work on them to come back. I'm married with one kid. They are back home. So there are times that frustration and other stuff will come, but with the Lord, everything will be fine. Are there stories or verses in the Bible that are most meaningful to you that you hold on to? Yes, like Matthew 6.33, Seek ye first kingdom of God with righteousness. So like that verse, I always hold on it. With God, all things are possible. It will just take some time like this, but all things are possible with God.
Have you found a local congregation that you meet with here? Yes, I normally attend the Winners Chapel, but during this COVID, the shutdown is online now. But my God life is one thing I've really known is I've always established a personal relationship with God. Going to church, yes, I'm fine, listening to preachers, but when you establish a personal relationship with God, it's really good. How do you do that? How do you keep that relationship strong or develop it? It's just like we are talking now. Mm-hmm. At times, if I'm home alone or doing anything, I just talk to God. I pray. I ask God. If I'm going out, I say, God, I go in your name. I'm covered with the blood of Jesus. You know, there are sometimes I'll just be going and I just decide to praise and worship. Mm. Sing, you know. <laughs> I will, it will re, I will to continue when I reach home, close my door in my room, I will just continue to pray. That personal relationship is not like every Sunday just go pray no. I always have that personal I can pray to God. I can talk to God anytime, any hour in the midst of problems, joy or whatever. And you feel something, you feel a connection? Yeah, 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 I feel a connection. I feel a connection. Are there times maybe he's helped you talk to a particular person or help someone you, where you feel like you were led or sort of pushed by God? Yes, yes. It's happened recently. Two weeks or three weeks ago, God just told me, I have a friend back home. We are not that close, but we are just like friends. We don't normally talk like that, but we just like in Taiwan, so why? God told me that if I help you, you establish yourself, draw that person closer to you, and help him, make him feel comfortable. Then a few days after, because we are in a group, the individual posted that he has a problem with his rent. Can somebody loan him? Mm. Immediately I jumped in. I said, I'll take it. I'll take the responsibility. I'll do it. And I did it for him. And I felt, I knew that what God told me was for a reason. And I was happy I did it. And it was good. When you were younger, was your family affected by the civil war in Sierra Leone? Yeah, 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 we were all affected. We saw it firsthand. Mm. Yes, we were attacked. We went to the village. We walked miles on foot. Our house was burnt down. Yes, my father narrowly escaped by then. And I had my little sisters and my elder sister. It was not easy. We walked miles, miles, miles. There are times we just go. We don't know where we're going. There are times we are separated. My mom and my dad and other kids went another way. Myself and my other sisters, we went another way. But we go after some time, we were able to meet again. Mm. Yeah. And there was a time I was nearly killed. But with the grace of God, the rebels took over the town. They were the civil militia, the Kamajos. The, the rebels took over and the Kamajos withdrew from the town. And... Withdrawing from that, we are leaving the town, going to a bush. And I don't know what happened there. The, one of the civil Kamajo was trying to go get something. So, like, we met in a blind cove, we are running, and he was coming. You know, when somebody's here, 
and I just bumped into him. He pointed his gun at me. Mm. He nearly fired me because he thought it was like one of the rebels. So I shouted and just let me go. So I thank God for that. I know it's the work of God that that's not my time. Some people, when they're in difficult circumstances like that in a civil war or they've lost loved ones, it's easy for them to think God doesn't care or maybe there never was a God. How did you keep your faith through those difficult times? Well, God has been proving things to me over and over. And I always know that's not, that would not be the first and it will not be the last, you know. And I have this thing at the back of my mind that in life there will come a time that things will become difficult, but it's like an exam. When you're in school, if you want to get promoted, they will set an exam for you. If you pass that exam, it's not exam not really easy. When you cross that exam, you go to another level. So for any stage in life, you have to take an exam, a life exam. <laughs> so there's always something coming. Something coming big. <laughs> so when you cross it, you move to another level. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how I treat life. I say, okay, this another one, this another. You know, it has happened over and over. And from everyone I crush, I go a bigger one something good happen and something new another level so when a challenge comes you know that okay this is an, one more chance, chance to grow or yeah. to trust to trust yeah <laughs> and I always trusted God in all the challenges I faced mm. and even the ones that are coming <laughs> I'm wondering if you have other sort of experiences with your faith that you want to share yeah I have, I have a lot of experiences um one thing is, God has always loved me, and I'm so conscious of that, that if I go somewhere, even in my workplace, uh, people just like, oh, I like this, man, you don't understand? <laughs> they just like get attracted to me, you know, oh, he's a nice person, he's this, you know, so, well... I had that same experience talking with you, and I, I said, can I interview you? Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, you know, just like that. A lot of people, huh. you know, and I come across people, they just say, oh, like you, this. Just like that, they just say compliment. It's not my, my making, it's the making of God. And it's like I always have a, a free spirit, mm -hmm. an open mind about everything or everybody, unless you prove yourself otherwise. You know, I'm not like perfect but yeah but I thank God for my life do you have uh, favorite worship music or a hymn that you love yeah I love my favorite worship music now is uh, The Blessing that song puts me in worship mode anytime I listen to it who sings that Carrie Job yeah and Cody Keynes what is it you love about that song it encompasses all the aspects of prayers in your daily life. It blesses you, your family, your children, your generations, and you're going out, you're coming in, that God lives in you. He's always with you in the morning, in the evening, in your weeping and rejoicing. He's always with you.
So that's it's my song of the year. It gives me strength and it makes me stronger every day and always keep me going in whatever I'm doing. So have you ever considered being a pastor or, or a preacher? Um, no, but if that's what God wants for me, that would be fine. But one of my strengths is like I'm good at is consoling people. Mm. Yes. A lot of people have told me that like in whatever situation they are in, when they tell me I talk to them, they tell me, yeah, I got consoled by your words. You know, I'm good at that. That's what people say. And I know that's my strength. It, no matter in whatever heated situation, we discuss it. I always talk to them, give them inspiration that things will get better. It's not like things will always remain the same, that challenges will always come. I use some of my experiences to share with them. I haven't been to Sierra Leone. I've traveled in East Africa, Kenya, Uganda, Tanzania. But a lot of businesses, uh, people are very open about faith, is my experience. And for instance, you'll see the Holy Ghost grocery store or True Faith hair and nails. People will name their business something that shows their faith very obviously. And I'm wondering the way that you grew up and that you believed there, and then you come here to the U.S., do people have a different attitude here than, than you experienced about openness with talking about God and belief? Um, yes, kind of. Back home, people are open. They know they're more religious. But like in U.S., most people want their privacy. So one, you need to check if the person is ready to listen to you. You know, there are a lot of issues. So you can't just walk up to somebody. Although, yeah, you can have somebody say, I'm busy. You know, everybody is like busy. So it's kind of like difficult here a little. Although there are some people, they are are ready to listen and they will even pray with you. It's like the culture, you know. Back when you can see somebody and stop here and it give you a lot of time. You know, you just talk to the person like 10, 15 minutes. You understand? Because we won't go out to evangelize. But here it's kind of a little difficult because of most people have, they are either going somewhere or something. You know, every time it's precious here. So it's not like everybody or most people want to give their time to listening. Maybe just give them flyers and say, okay, thank you. And just... (laughs) And someone not even there. But it does happen back home, you know. So it's generally these things happen. What is it? Based you, on the individual. I don't want to basically like... You have your personal prayer life. But what do you get from meeting together with other believers in a congregation? Back when we could do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it strengthens you and it makes you grow in the Lord. Because that's how I grew in the Lord. In a congregation, we started praying as a team and listening to different preaching, different prayers. You grow in the Lord. It keeps you, you know, it elevates your, your prayer life. And when you pray together, it's good. Are there things that you've asked God or direction you've asked for that 
you're still waiting for? Yeah, there are a lot of things. And there are a lot of things he has I've asked for that he has done. And there are a lot of things that he will keep on doing. <laughs> there are some I asked for, some I didn't ask for. Yeah, he will do it. I'm sure about that. It sounds like you'll just trust no matter what. Yeah, yeah, I just trust. And challenges can deviate me from trusting. <laughs> challenges will always come, <laughs> you know. There are times things will really get tough, difficult. That you say, oh, why this, why this? But with the trust in the Lord. Is there something I should ask you that I don't know to ask? Something that you'd like to share that I didn't ask? Mm. I want to just thank my lecturer, uh, Cynthia Smite, because like she really opened my eyes about the Lord. Even though like when I was young, I was just going to church praying. But like my maturity in the Lord and having personal relationship with the Lord started from her. I'm speaking in good faith today with Henry Bakar. We're outdoors because that's the way you have to do it. And we're mm -hmm. both sitting here wearing our masks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but even then, I feel like you're a brother believer. And I'm, I'm so grateful for your willingness to speak with me today in good faith. Yeah, thank you. And I appreciate you at least for telling my story, my religious life, my religious journey. You know, I hope other people will learn from it and continue to trust the Lord and also grow with the Lord and establish a personal relationship with the Lord. That's our time for today. Thanks to Henry Bacar, originally from Sierra Leone, now in the U.S., for generously sharing his stories and his faith. In Good Faith is committed to the idea that we all benefit from hearing people of widely varying backgrounds share their personal experience with faith and belief. In fact, we think people with such experience deserve some of our best listening. Email us at ingoodfaith at byu.edu. And if you enjoy the show, be sure and leave a review in Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. In Good Faith is a production of BYU Radio. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. I hope you'll join me again soon, right here, in good faith.